Hi, this is Skip Lackey, and I was in the 1985 horror comedy film Once Bitten, and this is Chris and Scott with the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. Enjoy. We're back with the Vampire Movie Minute podcast, where we analyze vampire movies five minutes at a time, and we're back with our coverage of Dracula from 1979 with Frank Langella, and picking up at minutes 35 to 40, and we're just in the aftermath of Mina's death after her bite from Dracula, and uh, Donald Pleasance is coping by eating plums <laughs> in a very uh, dimly lit living living and dining room as they, they try to piece together as uh, he's calling his friend on the phone, uh, one Dr. Van Helsing. So we finally get to see Laurence Olivier coming into the movie soon. And yeah, so this is our search for answers as to what happened to Mina. And you mentioned last time, Chris, that Mina dying is not normal, is not normal in the, the Dracula story. No, it's not. It's very unusual. Um, I think there's only one other movie where they don't have Mina in it, so it is Lucy, but I can't remember which one that is. I want to say it's the Donald, the Jack Palace film where he's Dracula, which came out around this time as well. Uh, oh, that's the Dan Curtis Dracula, by the way. Dan Curtis, if anyone's not familiar with him, because his name has obviously not been very well in the pop culture as I guys for quite some time. He was the creator of Dark Shadows and Kolchak the Night Stalker. Uh, if you want to know more about Dan Curtis and Kolchak, then it's uh, at least uh, uh, Dark Shadows. Go listen to uh, Penny Dreadful's um, uh, Dark Shadows podcast, which is really good. Um, there's a, I'm not even kidding, they go through every flippin' episode of Dark Shadows, if you can believe wow. it. Yeah. There's over that's, a thousand episodes, people. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Terror at Collinwood, by the way, is the name of the podcast. Very nice. Yeah, and so yeah, it's interesting. This this particular set is interesting because it is, it's mostly just kind of. I would say for anybody who's a fan of Dracula, you're basically just you're like, come on, fill in the pieces quicker, because <laughs> you know what's going on. Uh, but I would say that some of the shots in this, and especially because um, this restored this restored version that I think we're both watching, it's it's very it's interesting. The cinematography, like the the color palette, is very like black and white almost. Mm-hmm. And so you can really just see how run down everything is. And I think the shot in particular when Jack is going to Dracula's manor uh, with the sunset is excellent. That's that's one of the best shots in the whole movie as far as I'm concerned. We, um, we have this lovely shot on the road to Carfax. Um, and uh, we learned also that Mina's last name has been Helsing, which I don't think we learned earlier in the film. Yeah, yeah, we 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 find out that it's basically normally you'd be calling. I think we imagine calling Van Helsing as you know we're calling for backup or like he's a known hunter or you know you know knows strange circumstances like he'd he'd be the part of the Penny Dreadful group that you mentioned from the show the the Showtime show. Here it's like oh we're notifying next of kin <laughs> like that's so he's coming into. You know, so he's coming in to eventually investigate like the cause of death and everything like that. And Lucy's very suspicious because she's bringing up the bite marks. And <laughs> Donald Pleasance is doing what I would, uh, I think, something that I think uh, Brad Pitt later adopted for his portrayal of Rusty in the Ocean's Eleven films, 
later, which is just always be eating. He's just eating throughout the scene, regardless. Like I, everybody else is like in mourning, and he's just stuffing his face. <laughs> he is stuffing his face like a pig. I mean, it's disgusting the way he's eating or whatever. He looks like he hasn't eaten all day. Maybe he just showed up to set recently, and he was just like, "Oh, food!" Well, and one of the things about because let's face so, it, in Halloween, do you ever see him eat? And that came out like a year before this. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that I remember his whether or not he eats in that. Yeah, I, I will say. I will say though, just from like the behind the scenes, is that it's that's one of those choices that sounds like a great idea for an actor. Like, <laughs> but if you do multiple shots, you just you eventually just stuff yourself. Like, you, you it's not comfortable anymore. <laughs> so you got to really <laughs> layer it out. So maybe Donald Pleasance was like, I don't know, I'm I'm hungover, I've been on a bender, or I didn't eat anything yesterday, so I'm just gonna go ham here. Are you implying that actors show up to set drunk sometimes? How dare you? I mean, the standard used to be what they called on time and sober, and uh, I think that changed over time. <laughs> I think it... Wow, is Scott, just slandering the dead. <laughs> I think this is this is actually the era, this is the new Hollywood era, so who knows what people were doing. Uh, we won't even talk about what happened in the 80s, because I'm guessing that... Uh, my general feeling is that 90% of movies made in the 80s were just fueled by cocaine, but that's different. So. so Harker has the deed with him for Dracula to sign, I guess. That's what he's why he's come looking for him. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very official business, and it's which is so weird, because I would just be like, Nobody seems to make any mention of like, hey, your place looks like shit. Like, <laughs> this is the yeah, that's the thing. Maybe clean up a little bit once you uh, buy a, a, a Carfax, you know, house. In um, in Vlada Dracula Tale, we actually basically don't kind of uh, mention the unkept house of Carfax. I I I I admit it's because I forgot about that. Uh, so Vladek just kind of moves in with like a moving van and then holds a party for the neighborhood to invite people over to introduce herself. There you go. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's 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 a solid way. Yeah, here it's like it's so funny because it's his dress and like mannerisms are so are so mannered and so like controlled and and so like noble and and everything. And then his house looks like garbage. <laughs> that's I just like the dichotomy of that. Yeah. And uh, one thing, uh, this is this is just more of a tangent, but uh, I think it's interesting that I'm sure if. I think most people who are familiar with Frank Langella are probably most familiar with stuff like he's been in a lot of cult movies, but they probably know him as an older man. For the most yeah, because he, I, I honestly like Angela Lansbury. I feel like he always had this like older look to him, even when he was younger. Angela Lansbury, maybe it's because of the mindset of Murder She Wrote, or yeah. um, uh, are you familiar with um Darcy on the Joe Bob Briggs show? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah. so she is a famous porn star prior to that, and even in her 20s, she told me when she came on my show years ago, after she had left the porn industry and started making, like, uh, you know, B-level independent horror movies or whatever, um, yeah. she was talking, she told me that, like, she was constantly being cast in the MILF role, uh, even when she was in her 20s. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. What and I bring this up because I had to do I, extensive research on her uh, her subject at hand. By the way, no pun intended. <laughs> I was about to say subject in hand. Um, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I, I bring it up because I finally got to see. I had I had a lingering gap in my movie knowledge about Mel Brooks. Oh yeah. I finally, got, I finally saw the Twelve Chairs. 
Oh, okay. I've never seen that one, but I am familiar with it because I have listened to Mel Brooks' yeah. biography, um, which goes into detail about a lot of those films. And he reads yeah, his biography, how, by the way. Yeah, it's the movie between it's the movie between um, the producers, which is where he won his Oscar, and then and then Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. So it came out like a year or two before that. And a younger Frank Langella is in that. And I was like, and he's like meant to be kind of like a suave dude. And I'm like, oh, this works. Like <laughs> he actually, like he even he looks substantially younger even than he does here, which was remarkable to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. It's it's it blew my mind a little bit just to see it. So if you ever need to see an idea of like, oh yeah, why is he playing like a heartthrob type? Yeah, check him out in Twelve Chairs. That that's the closest you get. And of course, Mel Brooks looks the same <laughs> in that movie. He just looks like a slightly slightly younger old version of Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so we we wrap up with uh getting into paperwork and that's about where this five minutes ends. Do you have any additional notes or comments on I don't except for the uh the set dressing for this is fantastic. I do wish I had like a Fangoria or um Cinemascope uh Cinemascape Cinema Cinema what's that other magazine, the sci fi one? They probably cover Dracula as well, because Dracula, you know, tiptoes in both uh, fantasy and horror. Um, anyway, so, uh, th- those magazines back in the day probably went into great detail about the set dressing in this movie. I do wish I had one uh, on hand to uh, just kind of read the article on it, because the set dressing is absolutely amazing. They must have had a ball setting this up or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Do we know if this is a real place, or is this all set? Um, I don't know offhand. Um hard to say I, it seems like they sh- i mean we know they shot on location in london for a lot of it but this is also so expansive that i imagine you know you'd have to find a rundown mansion <laughs> in london and i imagine most of the mansions are still inhabited by the people who own that land <laughs> gotcha but I, I i mean just the attention to detail they really put into this is amazing um i would hold a halloween party here um the set dresser for this movie is uh you know deserves like all the accolades and i know this movie wasn't a big uh, successful uh, film at the box office, but uh, you know, overall, just it, it's it's it, it, a lot of credit needs to be given to like Gilbert Taylor and Freddie Tidy, who were the uh, cinematographers for the movie and the art direction by Brad Ackland Snow. Uh, we mentioned in a previous episode that you know uh, Hedrick Gorey did obviously the uh, the the art for uh, the play, um, but the um, I'm looking through right now to find the set dresser and I'm not finding it. Location manager was Jen Brennan and uh, Philip Kohler. Um, costume designer Brenda Dabbs. Uh, set rigger is Ronald Lenore. He's uncredited. Um, but I don't see a set dresser. Oh, here we go. Peter Young. Okay, I completely overlooked it. But So Peter Young uh, did a set de- de- decoration, by the way, for also The Saint, Sleepy Hollow, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Troy, The Mummy Returns, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So, like, Tim Burton and then an odd collection of, like, random blockbuster films. That's oh, kind of interesting. well, also, he got his start on a little film called Superman 2. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he also then became the set director for Superman 3 and 4. There you go. Yeah, and so the so I did find the, so I did find this, that I think the interior is set, but the exterior for uh, Carf- Carfax Abbey is St. Michael's Mount. And that's a that's an actual place in Ireland, and it's in uh, Mounts Bay in Cornwall, Cornwall, England. So it's yeah. So it looks like yeah, it's a it's got a causeway of granite sets, and uh, 
it's only passable as it, it between mid tide and low water. I think they had this is like a. Do you ever see the, the that Daniel Radcliffe take on the Woman in Black? They had something like this. Don't yes, I absolutely loved the entire setting of the Woman in Black. Even though I wasn't a big fan of how the movie ends, it just yeah, ah, yeah. I hate the way that movie ends. Sorry, um, just like I hate the way the co- movie Cobweb ends. Go read, go watch my review of Cobweb, which is a fantastic gothic new Halloween horror movie for this year that's underrated, got buried at the box office by uh, some guy in a hat and a chick in a pink car, um, and I, it's a sleeper hit. A lot of people absolutely adore it, but the ending of that movie, um, everyone agrees with me, sucks. It just fucking ruins that movie. <laughs> so uh, just be prepared. That ending, the, last, the last shot of that movie ruins the entire film. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Noted. So anyway, um, but uh, that's all the notes I have here for this episode. All right. Sounds good. And you can find us at uh, Vampire Movie Minute on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find, uh, if you'd like more movie reviews just from me, you can find it at Scott Stuff Indulgent Movie Review blog and then uh chris where can they find you yeah you can find me over on the radio horror website where i do my radio show every sunday night uh we have our own version of dracula coming up on the show with us as well as the man who brought batman 89 to the screen michael uslin and then my other podcasts uh, that cover horror, like the Dead TV podcast, will be entering the the, uh, the realm of the werewolf this October with Werewolf the Series, the original Fox show from 1988 to uh, to 1990, um, or 89, rather. And uh, you can also find my own version of Dracula on, uh, on Amazon, Etsy, Barnes & Noble's website, or your local comic book store if they happen to carry it, Vlada, A Dracula Tale, and its subsequent comic book tie-ins in books and uh, short film as well, so... Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another exciting five minutes of Dracula 79 on the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. Don't forget, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon uh, Music, or wherever else you happen to listen to the podcast, leave us a rating or send us an email, thatradiopar at gmail.com. Give us more information about the film that we might have missed. Thank you.